Hello, women of God. This is Erica. And Narcelli. And we want to welcome you to the Upstream Pursuit podcast, the leadership podcast for Christian women going against the current. Welcome back, pursuers. We are jumping into part two of our episode on submission. So if you haven't listened to part one, please go back and listen, and you will notice me and Narcelli are kind of struggling a bit on this one. But before we jump into our questions with Dr. Mares, Narcelli's going to kick us off with a Bible verse to consider. And then this is the part where before we started the podcast, remember, Pastor, I told you that there was a thought that I had that yeah. was kind of like making me think. And it was actually thinking about King Saul. Right. Yeah. At this point, he's lost his anointing, but he's still king. And David right. has to still submit to him. Now, I know this is not a relationship or a marriage. Right, right, right. But I feel like the ultimate example from that or the principle that we are to learn from that. And actually, I I had it written down, but it just says. To this, you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. He committed no sin and no deceit was found in his mouth. When they hurled their insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. And so I think that is such an interesting scripture because it didn't say he entrusted himself to the officials. It says he entrusted himself to the vindication of God, to him who judges justly. And so I was thinking that in a, in a marriage, it's kind of the same thing. Like even if your spouse is not doing the right thing. Right. Um, or he's making, because he's human, right? So he may yes. make a mistake. And he's, and he's learning. But, he's learning how to do but this. But that... Yes. And so you're entrusting yourself to him who judges justly. One other thing that um, I think someone might listen to us, and I just feel this in my spirit, so I wanted to point it out, um, is let's say that there is a woman listening or a woman who or a listener who has a friend or something. And they're saying, that sounds lovely, but are you saying that because my partner has a distorted view of what submission is that I, and he abuses me physically or in some way, does that mean that he is justified because I need to entrust myself to God? And what would you say to that woman, pastor? No, I would say to that woman that once that bond is broken with regard to the, the physical abuse, then she is not under that rule any longer, that she doesn't have to be within that relationship and that she has to seek some form of, you know, some sort of, of, of uh, how shall we say, relational condition that allows them uh, to begin reconciling, but under a different concept of what that relationship has been. Uh, and I think that's when I tell a person, it's, it's better for you to leave the relationship for now. It, and I'm not saying get divorced. I'm, I'm just saying, let's allow God to heal this. Let's wait to see if God can change him. Let's take it into prayer because that's what submission is. It's not only to remove yourself from your own personal desires, because what you want is to grow this person into who God wants him to be. So from there is to seek God's will and then to pray over what God can do and how. Now we have to be patient and we have to be persistent. And that's where the downside is. You know, we, we don't want to do that. I think 
more in this situation that you that you mentioned, it is going to be the issue of trust and now the issue of forgiveness. And I think those become incredible, uh, uh, difficult pillars by which to try to remove in order to relate properly. So those are things that, that I think you're going to have in that particular relationship. And in counseling is the only way that it can be done. And what would you say to the woman who does have a desire to submit to her husband, but he has maybe broken the trust or he's just not leading? Uh, What would you say to her and what would you say to him? Well, I, I think it depends on the level of which she wants to approach it. I would applaud someone who is willing to trust at that level. That's very Christ like, especially when that person okay. says, I forgive you, and I forgive you only because the Lord has forgiven me for my mistakes. That is what heals a relationship. It, it's redeeming. It gives him a new beginning. The problem is whether he accepts and understands the responsibility and obligation with the new beginning, or is it simply a, lic- a license to continue reinforcing the things that have already manifested themselves in the relationship. That's where the downside is. And that's where I would say, be very careful, address it properly, set some standards for yourselves, put some filters in there and see how that regard is. Now, if he is willing to subject himself to a new relationship, not only with her, but through Christ in a mutual acceptance, then I'd say yes. Let's see if that is what God can do, in mo- because that's going to be the greatest testimony ever. Yeah. And I know that that's what God wants. God wants to create testimonies in our relationships. He wants to see how God honors or how we honor God in our relationships. Yeah, and that's Dad, have you that's seen it happen? Sorry, yes, I've seen it happen. In fact, I saw John Mandel was so embracive of that. Um, he wanted to not only receive Jesus Christ, recommitting his life to Christ because he had been a Christian, but then he wanted to get baptized as the testimony. I mean, they are still together. This is 10 years after the fact. And they're still, mm-hmm. he has a very profitable business. But he decided to get baptized. And, and that was the beauty of it. You know, when he sends me pictures of that baptism, yeah. it was unbelievable how that worked. And to see what condition existed when they came into counseling and what existed six uh, probably six months later unbelievable unbelievable so it happens uh, uh my last question is what would you say to the man who is doing the opposite he's leading well but the wife just simply will not budge i you know i think well, it depends on what she's doing, what her reactions. If she's being unfaithful, he has to he has to put a stop to it. No, no uh, fidelity, no infidelity, no infidelity, disrespectful. Because I I think the problem in relationships is loss of respect. Yeah. See, there is no respect, and that's what I work with. Because usually, when that's the case, she has a reason why she's doing it. She doesn't want to, but there is something she's hiding and holding on to. And generally speaking, that's the end result of loss of respect. And so we have to find what are the areas that are conducive to her actions and behaviors based on the the reason why. So that's something that I think is very important. And I think it's something that we need to address when we speak with that regard. Okay. Yeah. So if we were to summarize this, we would say we are incapable of submitting on either side if we don't have Christ. Correct. 
that's, that's fundamental. Fundamental. Living, yeah, living new in Christ allows us to do this work. Yes. Um, I would say the second thing I would say to summarize is that when we submit as as wives and also as men, right, we are simply yielding to God's will. Correct. Yeah. And, and Both third. Yes. And third, there has got to be a high amount of trust in Christ and in your partner. Correct. Correct. Even when I don't see it happening, I believe that through this process, God will change my partner, but I have to be faithful for God to do it. And then I would say that is consistent with, um, let me read a scripture here to what pastor just said. Give me one second. It is in first Peter three, one, seven, and it says wives in the same way, submit yourselves to your own husband. So that if any of them do not believe the word, they may be won over without words by the behavior of their wives when they see the purity and reverence of your lives. Your beauty should not come from outward adornment. Um, and that's correct. That's in fact, in fact, I would I would take it further. I would say that submission, in its fullness, in the glory of Christ, is the beauty of the woman, as well as the beauty of the man. It is really the beauty of the relationship. That, yeah, when, I, when, when you see that. I've yeah. always thought that, that women who truly understand and are able to submit, there's a strength and reliance on Christ that is really beautiful. It is. And the affirmations are amazing. Unbelievable. When that's taking place and they're both affirming each other, it's yeah. as beautiful as Jesus speaking about the Father and as beautiful mm -hmm. as the Father speaking about the Son. Yeah. And you also mentioned that patience and respect are two key elements in submission. Yes, absolutely. And those are hard, man. My dad said one time difficult. to me, one of the hardest, oh, how did you say it, dad? One of the most powerful missions you're going to be on is the mission of your marriage. In That's the right. sense that That's right. like you're constantly having to submit. That is your mission field. Yeah, mission that's field. your mission field. That's and I mission. was like, well, you said that fairly early in my marriage. And I'm like, oh, but like I looking back at it, it really, really is. I mean, you, okay. it challenges your own character, your own thoughts on who you feel you are as a Christian. Because if we were ultimately, if we're going upstream women, you know, we have to look really deep into our thoughts and our actions and our emotions and submit them fully to Christ. And oftentimes it, we don't want to do that. It's hard. It's hard that's to it. do it, but in Very Christ difficult. it's possible. That's it. And that's why I say it's, it, you have to have trust. You, you have to have faith. And of course you have to have patience and you have to have a lot of respect, respect for yourself more than anything else. The people that are more rooted in self-respect can endure so much more in order to see the work of God come to fruition. I've seen it all along. Yeah. And I was going to end with verse seven of that first Peter three, yeah. uh, chapter three. And it says, husbands in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as 
heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that nothing will hinder your prayers. That isn't the word beautiful, though? I mean, God. it's It's beautiful. And it just shows you, Pastor, just again, how much our arrogance and our pride just right. distorts the beautiful thing that God has for us. Correct. Because we become greedy and self-serving. And God is calling us not to be self-serving. And he's also saying, because at the end of the day, we want to embrace truth and women. He is saying, if you are married, you are to submit to your husband. And that's the, the last summary point, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if there is a decision that you may not disagree with, at the end of the day, your husband ultimately has the, the final say. And take heart, because... He is accountable to the Lord for that final say um, and how he ultimately leads and shepherds um, your family in that decision. And that is a tall order for any human being, but especially for a man. Sure. So and then guys make it easy for us. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it goes back to at the end of the day, it is about submitting to the will of the father. Correct. And um, and so thank you so much, Pastor. This has been so rich and it went a lot better than i thought i thought it was going to be all kinds of triggered yeah but i hope that you know for for the wives out there you know listening uh we would absolutely love to hear your thoughts and feedback and even your questions like maybe there's a topic or something that we didn't discuss that you may want to hear us flesh out again together Again, you know, we can't stress enough just how much we don't know what we're doing and we're just trying to figure it out as we go because we are a people who desire to do the will of God, but we don't always know the answer. That's why we go to scripture and try to gain wisdom from that. And then at the same time, you know, if you are single like myself and you have a desire to uh, be in a biblical marriage at some point, let's... um. Let's pray on this. Let's uh, start thinking about, okay, well, what mechanisms and things that we may not have even considered has God put in our lives to ensure that we develop this muscle? Um, like I said, an example for me is how I submit to my leadership at work, maybe how I submit to my leadership at, in my ministry. There's all kinds of scenarios. So ask God to help you discern what the scenario looks like. And if you're not being honoring of the person that you're covering right now in that space, then I would encourage you to ask the Lord to teach you how to how to do that. So that whenever the time comes and the Lord blesses you with a spouse, the spouse that you've been praying for, um, you are able to live in, a, in the way that God is calling you to and he's calling me to. So. Um, I hope that was fruitful. Any final words before we close? Thanks, Dad. You have yet again reminded me it is not about me, but it is about Christ. So thanks for being here. It's been a real pleasure. And for the record, Narcelli, you were all sorts of triggered, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we hope you have a wonderful week and let's stand for truth pursuers.